0: You don't even look like a, I don't know. You don't look it's, like a freak house and don't worry. <laughs> you don't look like a freak. I don't know what you're uh, worried about. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. My legs. My arms. Oh, I'm dying. What?
1: Help me. I need some of the blood in the neck. Keep me oh. alive. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm not a vampire. I oh, just no. Really pale. I'm really just going to die here then. Yeah, you should have thought about Find your Find a plan. vampire. Find a uh, vampire. T- t- hey, Lestat. Y- y- yes? Y- we, we, we need your help.
0: Okay, I'll be right over.
1: You sound not Lestat like. You sound kind uh, well, of. Well, I can't do a Santa Tom. Santa Claus. Can-
0: <laughs> He's hanging out with Santa Claus up there.
1: You know what? Santa Claus could be a vampire. Never ages, comes once right? a year, but only during the nighttime when we're sleeping. Needs an invitation and knowing that he can get in the house. Now, I mean that to say he only goes to the house that have decorations and such and, and, so, and but it's it, usually it, only
0: I, Christian families though. So what is he trying to do?
1: Well, interestingly enough though, like it's only Christians who really believe in the devil.
0: So what are we saying? In certain We're, demons. Are we saying that Santa is the devil?
1: No. Santa is a vampire.
0: Who is Okay. A demon. A demon? Okay. Well, you know what? I could. I, I guess I've stopped dying at this point. Maybe I got better.
1: <laughs> I, I, my motivation to know more <laughs> has sustained me.
0: So, <laughs> and that is actually how I view life. <laughs> so, you know what? I didn't intend to open the episode that way. This is Rose Tinted Reels, by the way. My name is Zachary.
1: I'm Allison. And today's episode, if you haven't guessed, is to discuss...
0: The Vampire Chronicles of Narnia! It, no, it, no, no, it's it's the, I genuinely forgot what it was for a second, that's why I did that. <laughs> uh, interview with the vampire.
1: The, important. Yes. The the is important.
0: Only idiots say that with an uh.
1: Yeah, like if you go to the Which uh, was me. Academy Awards ceremony, every person up there said uh instead yeah. of the. So there's this whole mandala effect where everyone thinks it's. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did too. I think on the last recording, not even.
0: No, I think that they should change the name of the movie. Everyone thinks it is, and it's a better name, Interview with a Vampire. There are more than one vampire. There well, is more than one vampire. Even, so it is with a vampire.
1: Even our buddy Louie is, you know, just not entirely convinced of the existence of Moore for a long time. True, but at the
0: point of him being interviewed, he would have known. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good, what, hundred years after?
1: A hundy,
0: at least a hundy. About a hundo. We'll give it a, a little, an even hundo. <laughs> For a little bit of fun do Anyway, so yeah, this is the Rose Tinted Reels podcast. Hi, and thank you for listening, first of all. And uh, you know what? So we're just going to run you through a little bit of our lives. Then we're going to get into some trivia. Then we're going to, you know, detail into the movie. We're going to listen to some clips. We're going to analyze. Then at the end, we're going to give some critical ratings and stuff like that. It's not so complicated. I'm sure you're going to work your head around it.
1: I, again, I just feel like you're negging our <laughs> listeners a little bit every time.
0: Yeah, well, you know, they won't realize they're stupid.
1: <laughs> no, that's not negging. That's just insulting. Oh, that's just
0: insulting. <laughs> All right, I've gone too far. Then it's a delicate line. Right? Okay. You know but what? I'm I'll, sure
1: you can figure out where it is.
0: You think? Maybe if I work really hard at it, if you think I'll? Huh.
1: I mean. I don't put a lot of faith in you, but I, I think you could get there if you Fair
0: try enough. Okay, so I'm mean to the audience. You're mean to me. Who's mean to you? There needs Everyone to be to there you. needs to be someone else in this triangle that's mean to you.
1: The universe.
0: The universe. Okay, fine. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you know. I didn't actually, and I also didn't intend to open it with me moaning. And dying. And dying. My <laughs> microphone was too far away for me. And as I was pulling it, I made a grunt.
1: <laughs> and you just,
0: you rode the grunt. <laughs> and <laughs> I rode the grunt all the way to dying and needing a vampire to save me. Oh. And it turned into Santa Claus talk. I don't know how.
1: Oh, just good. <laughs> your version of the stut sounded a little Santa. Ah, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I like how our new thing is start with a tangent. Forget how we got there. Circle back to the <laughs> start have to of the. we figure tangent, out how we got here, <laughs> and then we can start the episode. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly.
0: You have to live through the experience twice. <laughs> once as it's happening, and once as a detailed analysis.
1: Yeah, we we analyze our own thought processes. All right,
0: so what's going on in the news? Uh, you you got married.
1: I got married. You, you were there. I was I. You were. You were there. You were wearing a nice navy blue tuxedo. How could
0: how could I possibly know? I, there are no photographs of this incident.
1: Actually, there is a TikTok of you dancing. Uh, what? Oh, you didn't know.
0: A TikTok of me dancing? I didn't know I was on TikTok.
1: Well, uh, Stephanie has you on there. It was when you were doing kind of a Russian style dance.
0: Oh, maybe I did see a clip of this. Someone posted on like our Facebook or something like that. All right. So was I, do you think it was good dancing?
1: Yes. Actually, uh, my my cousin John um, came up to me after and he's like, you know, uh, I just, I didn't know so many of your friends were dancers. And I was like, neither did I.
0: Neither did I. (laughs) I have never danced in my life until that day.
1: Well, I think I kind of made you. You did I'm...
0: No, you are the reason I danced at all. I had planned in my head to not dance.
1: <laughs> he made an
0: active decision. And then you came up and I was like, what? J- I can't reject the bride.
1: I think I said that.
0: You may have said that. <laughs> I may like... have been prepared to reject the bride until you said it out like, loud.
1: Like, nah, I'm the bride. You do what I say. And then I buggered off and went and got a Shirley Temple.
0: <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> what an absolute jerk. So anyway, I ended up dancing for most of the evening.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I think, you know, I even don't dance, and I danced at the wedding. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mark danced.
1: Mark danced. He shed a (laughs) tear. Specifically slow songs. I made him dance the slow (laughs) songs. You know when I was not prepared for at the wedding? What? When my dad got emotional giving the speech. I know.
0: I I thought about it beforehand. I was like, if he gets emotional, I wonder how people, particularly Allison, will handle that.
1: Not well. Like, I think all... The ladies, they all kind of came up to me after and like, I was fine until your dad started to get verklempt. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> me too. Because I had to like do the thing where like, okay, don't look at dad, look at Mark. And Mark's like, don't you cry, don't you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say that Mark was already starting to tear up because He of your was dad. too. Well, well, I think, I think I caught a tear on him. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And then his dad got emotional and I was not prepared for that. Mm. Uh, although his was not like a crying kind of emotional, but like, you could kind of see him get more rigid. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then when my sister cried, I was, I don't know if anyone could hear me. I said, not you too. I think <laughs> like, I did hear that. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I don't want to cry. I just spent <laughs> hours putting paint on my face. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> This is battle paint. <laughs> yes. You are not about to make this run.
1: I'm not going to Tammy Faye Baker this. Who? Oh, the eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, she um, is the evangelical wife whose husband was caught in a lot of fraud, and you'll recognize her face.
0: Um. Was her husband one of those, like, teevangelists?
1: Yeah. TV, and so they asked for money, and he got in trouble with the law, but... um
0: The Lord, I'm, I'm listening to the Lord right now, and uh, the, the Lord is saying uh, he needs more money. He needs you to call in right now and just give as much money as you possibly can. He, he's, he's feeling a little poor. He's a little light in the pockets right now. He just, gosh, he needs money. So please, for the love, put your hands up in the air, dial the number with your third hand, and then reach your fourth hand into your pocket and pull out the plastic.
1: And just for $75 more, I'll give you a vial... Of water. It's from Evian or the Crystal Geyser, but also blessed by Jesus.
0: Yes, Jesus came down and.
1: But you can't do anything with the water. You just have to have the water.
0: Yes. You, if you, what if you drank the water and it gave you superpowers?
1: Yeah, but they don't want you to do that. So the faith is just having the water.
0: That's putting a lot of faith if you will, into the people that you're selling this to because you don't want to give them superpowers, but you're obviously giving them real holy water. So mm-hmm. if they do drink it, they're going to turn into superheroes. Yeah, And and you can't have that because then you're putting them in contention like demigod status with Jesus. And that's going against the, the Christian faith, I
1: feel. That would be a really interesting plot device for a comic series.
0: I feel like that's true.
1: Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Patent pending.
0: <laughs> no, imagine that. Like and you had to like you had a bunch of new superheroes sprouting up and they had to go to war against Jesus.
1: <laughs> we could call it uh, the war against Christianity. <laughs> that won't be the name of the comic book. I like anyway, it. Anyway, um, so yes, that that's a lot of personal news. Also, Mark got his second dose of vaccine.
0: Nice, so did I. Ooh, I'm, how'd you feel? Uh, fine, actually. The second dose did not do nothing to me. Didn't uh, even hurt my arm. Oh, the first did, one. Put, did they miss? <laughs> <laughs> got me in my neck. My neck's been sore as hell. <laughs> no, yeah. They, the first dose I got, like I couldn't move my arm above this. It was mm-hmm. really painful. The second dose didn't make me feel bad, didn't hurt my arm, didn't do nothing.
1: Mark's was kind of the opposite. He had um, soreness in the arm in the first one, but this one, he was knocked out for about 48 hours, just really tired. Um, and his lower back hurt, of all places. But he's hmm. doing fine now. He had a little bit of dog therapy.
0: Well, that's good. I Yeah, I've heard that it's it's kind of the reverse. If you've had COVID, the first dose is the worst for you, and Mm -hmm. then the second dose is fine. If you have not, then the first dose is fine, and the second dose is worse.
1: Oh, I think both just made me a little sleepy, but I was otherwise fine.
0: Yeah, the first one didn't do much other than hurt my arm. It made me kind of feel lightheaded. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for a day, but that was kind of it.
1: So um podcast news.
0: I have to re rent this movie by the way. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I wanted to I wanted to talk about your marriage more. Gosh. Oh, sorry. I feel sorry. like your your marriage I'm hasn't rushing. your marriage hasn't gotten enough airtime on this podcast, I feel like. So I'm trying to give it a little bit of light. Jeez.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. So, I'm so private about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to say what was
1: that last? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh. So I
0: just wanted to say that this is uh, probably the best wedding that I've ever been to. Or at least it was my favorite wedding because this is the first one that I cared about both people getting married.
1: Aw. Right? That's sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. And, I, you know, part of it is I think this is kind of the biggest group event kind of had after um, COVID times hit. Like this has been yeah. like one of the bigger events. It was stuff. the first
0: time I'd eaten inside since the whole COVID thing
1: even at home you take your meals outside yes i eat in my
0: backyard <laughs> consistently i don't want to breathe on myself
1: <laughs> also i have to say the chef over at the tidewater inn really good chef yes
0: yeah so, yeah. yeah top uh, top notch stuff and uh you know what a what a guy or girl it's a guy or a woman i met him or lady it's a guy or female
1: <laughs> it's a gentleman
0: He's a gentleman. Okay. He,
1: he identifies as gentleman.
0: So I think the best part of the the ceremony was when the your efficient Mm -hmm. Your Jewish Muslim priest said, yeah, yeah, said,
1: (laughs) (laughs) marriage is what brings us together
0: to die
1: and (laughs) wow. I didn't think that
0: you'd have the balls (laughs) to do that.
1: Oh, I asked her to. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, when we were working on the scripting, she she offered and I was she's like, well, I I could do that. I'm like, please do that. Because I don't think anyone will anticipate that. And I did not. I, I didn't want too many people to know exactly the ins and outs of the ceremony. So there was a couple things that I threw in there. Like um, when the wedding party was entering, it was to the same song that the wedding party entered into in the office for Dwight and Angela's wedding. The uh, Sweet Child of Mine. The Okay. Orchestral. So
0: was that when I was entering yeah. that I was playing? I did not hear the music, so I couldn't <sighs> get the joke.
1: And then uh, when we were, I was walking up with my dad, it was Storybook Story from The Princess Bride.
0: Ah, okay. There was a lot of wish fulfillment, I feel like, in this thing for you. Because mm-hmm. you also, I feel like the whole like reception, especially when you were dancing, it felt like the ballroom scene of Labyrinth. Oh,
1: yeah. And then they played the song from that Yes, I which know. Which I also requested. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, wow, this is just it's her, f- she's fulfilling all types of fantasies right now.
1: Yeah. It's true. It, it was all about me. It was all about ye.
0: <laughs> so did you feel like, uh, was it good? Was it good enough for you? <laughs> Do you feel like you, you Sorry, missed out just, on some things? Was it good? Was it good? Did, was it good enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> did it meet your expectations?
1: Yeah, it it exceeded. I, I cannot say enough. Nice things about the um, event planning staff at the Tidewater Inn and um, Melanie, who is the event coordinator there, just did a phenomenal job. Mandy made those beautiful um, seating paintings that had the different. Right. Denari- yeah. The star
0: signs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, even the cake, like apparently no one ate the cake <laughs> after the cake cutting, but. I
0: didn't see it. Oh, OK. Didn't know of its existence, really.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. When we were doing the cake cutting, a couple people kind of came over, but not a lot of people.
0: Honestly, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I don't think that there was somebody like a, a carnival barker that was saying, hey, there's cake over here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so
0: I didn't really know about it.
1: So there's a whole lot of it in my freezer because uh, the cake topper you save for um, your your one year to eat. Isn't it made of plastic? No, like there so the the cake was in rounds and so that the top round is kind of a small portion that they
0: Wasn't it, that the character from Indiana Jones too? Short round. Oh,
1: okay, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um so there's a little bit of cake that's in in our freezer that's meant for our anniversary.
0: Gotcha. I didn't know about that tradition. Yep. But then again, I've never been a married man. So on the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest episode, you mentioned that your wedding band was going to be hammered by dwarves, by magical dwarves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the incantation within only illuminates the uh, um, flame.
0: See, I really like this. It's a it's a pleasant idea, but I haven't seen it. Do you have it about your person?
1: Uh, no. What? Uh, I I had a radiology appointment, and you can't really bring metal near those.
0: True, but uh, so you just left it at home.
1: Yeah, because I didn't want to leave it somewhere that I might accidentally. I gotcha. Forget. Whew, that's some aggressive nodding. <laughs> I'm moving the entire boom arm with my head. <laughs> like I, I'm fatigued watching that.
0: So also, uh, so I have some other of my personal news. Oh, wait, let's get away from wedding related stuff. You got married get, get, get and away that's from nice. Me. Get away from me. Oh, excuse me. I'll yeah. move no, on no, here.
1: not like physically, oh. but the, the topic. Let's talk about you.
0: Yeah, let's talk about me. Let's get away from you. God, so much talk about you. So I boring, Jaw. Anyway, I agree. but I feel like I was too hard on Father of the Bride. Were are you? I feel like I was.
1: After you had the wedding that you enjoyed, did it make you think of it in a different way? Or, or was it just not no, as bad to you as best in show? It was it's not <laughs> as bad
0: as best in show. Nowhere near.
1: And yeah, I think I... Most of it
0: was kind of eh. But then the stuff that I liked, I think was better than I was giving credit for. So I think the highs I should have rated higher. So, I don't know. I think I gave it, my, my heart rating was like a one or something like that.
1: Yeah. And one of your ratings was a three.
0: I think I would raise my heart to like a three or four.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: still not like, you know, blow me out of the water, but it wasn't a one. You I know, think I was way too hard on it. It
1: wasn't a best in show.
0: No, it was definitely not a best in show. Well,
1: oh, that, that, that pleased me. I mean, I felt like we did laugh at the scenes that we selected. Now, that does not the whole movie good make, but. Yeah. It, I mean, I. Your, your scale is your own. I can't fault you for your scale.
0: It's true enough. Now on another topic, I also have a bonus review. Ooh. See, this isn't just all about spooky vampires and stuff like that. This is all about, also, about Pocahontas.
1: Pocahontas?
0: I randomly watched Pocahontas the other day.
1: Huh. You just were like, you know, I want to know why everyone hates this film.
0: I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And yeah, so I kind of, I, w- I was, I figured there'd be... Racism and and mistreatment of cultural identity and things like that.
1: Not to mention just gratuitous historical inaccuracies. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes without saying. <laughs> that kind
0: of does go without <laughs> saying.
1: <laughs> but did you paint with all the colors of the wind?
0: Yes, I did. I painted with all the colors of the wind. And what was the other one?
1: Just around. New.
0: No, that's a different movie.
1: Just around the river bend.
0: Just around the river bend. Yeah, that was a good one. I love that song. That's a great song. There was great music in that. And honestly, the artwork. Fantastic. Can
1: can we just talk about how no one would have picked John Smith over Cocoaum? Cocoaum was a gorgeous man.
0: He was a gorgeous man, but his personality was lacking.
1: Oh, yeah. But he wasn't as bad as, say, Gaston.
0: No, who's not as bad as Gaston.
1: But <laughs> 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 even the name <laughs> Gaston Gaston.
0: <laughs> Although I'm a bit thirsty for Gaston, so it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to get there emotionally for me. S-
1: funny story i actually created a character for dungeons and dragons that's based on Gaston, and i hate playing him
0: (laughs) (laughs) you just don't like to embody that sort of personality
1: oh yeah like he he brings that small dick energy real hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about he's got the biggest big dick energy in the world
1: yeah but i don't believe him like it's too too much
0: big dick energy yeah
1: it's like the people that drive the massive trucks it's like sure they've got
0: truck nuts as well
1: yeah i'm like so small. You know, is it's
0: only a matter of time. I feel like before truck nuts are associated, then I mean, there's accompanied by truck dicks, and there's it, just it a big is. floppy dick off the end as well.
1: Oh, I prefer it on the front of the bed like a unicorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like a narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: would be fantastic. In fact, have you seen Idiocracy? Pending. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Idiocracy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's dying now. What's? Are you okay? Do you have the vid? Are you dying from the vid? Oh, no, I'm vaccinated.
1: Yes, I've seen Idiocracy.
0: So in that movie, this is back to the penis on front of car issue. Um, and near the end of the movie, <laughs> near the end of the movie, he's being chased around by a huge monster truck with something on it trying to murder him. And he's got like this tiny little car with a floppy like dildo thing on the front of it. <laughs> so I feel like they, that was the beta test.
1: Mm hmm. For, for, for big for this dick look. cars. Yeah,
0: for <laughs> big dick cars. So I feel like this, this should be a thing. Branded. Mike Judge gets the, the, the patent on this.
1: Mm-hmm. Big and dick cars.
0: Big dick cars. And I feel like that, that's, a, that's a real thing. Anyway, so back to Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> the racism. Yeah. Let's discuss the racism. For the love of God, two white people, if they can't discuss racism with a degree of accuracy, I don't know who could.
1: Well, you're so. also, um, Zach also has uh, heritage
0: I sure well, I I do. I don't look it.
1: Yeah, you do not. Absolutely, I do, do not, not look it.
0: My name is chiseled in in a wall of the Native American Museum
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because I'm, I am. They
1: did their own fact finding.
0: <laughs> apparently, I don't know. My mom started this process for me years ago. Um, I, I'm like an eighth or a sixteenth Cherokee, so not a whole lot. Certainly not visibly. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that's neither here nor there. But it felt clear to me that they were trying to give cultural deference, respect to Native Americans. Uh-huh. Now they failed. Yes. In an, any number of ways.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But it felt like they were at least trying in a, in the way that Coco did for Mexican culture.
1: Did Coco fail?
0: No, 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 I'm I'm not saying that Coco failed, but in the same way that Coco was attempting to embrace the mysticism, but also give respect to the culture and not make it a joke or anything like that. They Disney-fied that culture in in a respectful way, I think. And I think they were trying to do the same thing with Pocahontas all these years ago.
1: You know what really shows honor to a people and culture that you're trying to show deference to? Involve them yeah um, and also maybe work on your historical accuracies and not make it a love story just for the sake of love story.
0: well, a love story I don't have a problem with I mean, it's a kids' movie, and that's a, it's an old trope of cinema and storytelling to but make Oklahoma's it a love story. would have
1: been eleven at the time of this,
0: yeah they they aged her up and made her sexy, yeah and buxom, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which
0: again, I don't. I mean, they did that with Game of Thrones for the TV show. Daenerys in the books is like twelve or something like that, Ugh. and in the show they aged her up to over eighteen.
1: Oh, they also did that in Interview with a Vampire.
0: So they, you know, they well, she didn't have sex though. I think in the interview with the vampire, the girl was supposed to be like five or something like that, but ended up being, she was Kirsten Dunst was like uh, well, twelve.
1: They also did that with um, for Armand.
0: Armand Asante.
1: Uh, Armand, uh, was supposed to be a 17 year old kind of copper haired boy. Oh
0: my God. That was in my trivia because the, what I, <laughs> what I read, it said a 17 year old boy, mm-hmm. curly red hair, mm-hmm. Russian.
1: Yeah. He, and it, just the,
0: the combination of all of those adjectives creates a monster in my head. He looks like an absolute monster.
1: No, uh, actually they didn't do a bad job of casting Armand, uh, for queen of the damned, which was an abysmal movie. But anyway, so back to Pocahontas. I
0: didn't know that those things were associated until I read trivs.
1: Yeah, when Aha. we do our trivia, it'll be fun.
0: Yes, it will. Like I said, they were trying for some respect, and they had some anti-imperialist commentary from the rich guy's servant, which kind of gives you the impression that they knew that the white people were bad. Mm-hmm. But they didn't quite go all the way with it. Because the, the story, especially with the, what was the song that, uh, the song that both sides sing right before they go to war together.
1: Oh, I, like yeah, I the, forgot that the, song.
0: Like, the other side's not like me, so let's yeah. kill them. Yeah. So, have the white people sing that song. That makes sense. But then they had the Native American side sing that also.
1: Who are fine with ignoring them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, but the Native Americans that were also portrayed as being bloodthirsty and, you know... Also, you don't need to mollycoddle and historically say that, oh, the Native Americans were entirely peaceful. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to eat flowers and have sex and do all these things. I think They were that's, hippies? Yeah, that's also condescending. You can't do yeah. that. There were many different types of tribes and cultures and stuff like that. They warred within each other. There was a lot of that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. the white people were definitely the aggressors here.
1: Yeah.
0: And it should have been portrayed that way. Yeah. I agree. So there there were some things indicating that the creators of the movie realized that, but then they muddled the the narrative with...
1: Because you also had to make it palatable palatable for children, which is also difficult.
0: Well, having having one side be oppressed is not something that's uncommon to a Disney movie or, uh, you know, I think could be done in a kid's movie. Yeah. But, you know... You know, there's always an, there's always somebody that's you know, there's a villain and you know, that's the white people. The savages song, that's what it was called. Oh, okay. Yeah, both sides were calling the other savages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cute pug dog though. And the raccoon, the the pug dog raccoon friendship I, I could
0: have done without that. Oh
1: no. So yeah, that's that's my quintessential I need it in Disney. I need a buddy animal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I guess that's why it was there because people require that sort of thing. I could have done without it.
1: That
0: was the Jar Jar Binks for me. Merch- Merchandise. (laughs) We're gonna have lots of merch. The kids are gonna buy it up.
1: The shorts. They're
0: gonna eat the shorts. Wait, the shorts. The shorts. Oh, use the shorts.
1: Remember the whole the whole merchandising thing from Spaceballs. Oh, right.
0: (laughs) It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Since I was a kid, I don't think I love
1: that movie. I
0: need to rewatch that. But okay, (laughs) so uh, as as far as the mysticism is concerned in Pocahontas, what were your thoughts?
1: I just thought, um, you know.
0: Because they did that for Coco, they they added the magic and the mythology of certain Mexican uh, myths and legends,
1: like the Day of the Dead, and,
0: and they, yeah, and they, they portrayed it as something that's real and you know vibrant magic and stuff like that.
1: I I really loved Coco. Uh, I thought they did a phenomenal job, but it. I liked the, the storytelling um, in particular that, you know, the way that it was following the little boy and there was no element. Well, there there was the love element between the great grandmother and the true singer.
0: Also, John Smith was Hitler's dream. And I'm not sure why they went with that design.
1: <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyed. <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
0: Voiced by Mel Gibson.
1: Oh, God. It's super <laughs> Hitler dream. So so that has been unrelated Disney to purify us before we get into our demonic vampires.
0: There we go. All right. So do we have any comments that we'd like to discuss from the RTR community face place?
1: Uh, just reminder, please review us. Get the word out. Share the love. We, we do have... Um, Specifically
0: five star review us though.
1: Five star. Yes. If Unless it's, it's a 10 star system, then give us 10 stars. No.
0: Five stars. Only. <laughs> if it's out of 50 stars, I want five
1: that you're 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 hurting us oh sorry Ma- max out the start
0: sometimes my dedication to a bit will sometimes be a detriment to this <laughs> podcast
1: <laughs> also um i will say that uh, we are getting more people on the rtr
0: RTR. i saw a few people join recently
1: yeah we had six new members it was an influx it was so welcome
0: welcome welcome
1: yeah just uh keep joining the rtr community face place keep discussions going and help get the word out you can also
0: help us by just recommending our podcast to a friend just spread the network yeah we're gonna spread this baby out join the rtr leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts.
1: it all sounds very similar like a rhymey sort of way so it should be easy to remember
0: <laughs> you would think but leave our a listeners- five
1: star join the rtr
0: You'd think it would be easy, right? Not for our (laughs) listeners. They're they're a little uh, little slow.
1: Maybe you should write a shanty.
0: I should or the listeners should? You should. What should I write a shanty about?
1: Joining the RTR, leaving a five star.
0: The RTR, you leave a star and come listen while you drive your car. Was that good? <laughs> yeah. That. That's the opening anyway.
1: <laughs> you, you help us improve it. Write the next lyric.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's go into act two, Inside the Real.
1: Yep. We uh, 1994 is the year that this released. So uh, let's start with the synopsis. All
0: right. So what is the real synopsis for this bad Mama jamma?
1: <clears throat>
0: you all right? Yep.
1: A vampire tells his epic life story, love, betrayal, loneliness, and hunger.
0: There's a word missing from that, and we may get back to it.
1: (laughs) Um, Do you want to hear my bad synopses, or do you want to start with your bad synopses? No, you can go first. Uh, I think Lestat sums it up best. Oh, Louis, Louis, still whining. (laughs) Louis, have you heard enough? I've had to listen to that for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a funny moment. No, uh, my bad synopsis, but very accurate, is somehow a slave master is the protagonist.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, trivia.
0: Let's move on to trivia. How many trivs do you have? A lot?
1: Uh, a bit.
0: All right, then Quite. you go first. Okay. I mean, I've got a bit, too, so I don't know.
1: My guess we're probably going to Aggie each other. All right. I'll,
0: I'll do my best not to Aggie as long as as long as you try your best not to aggie.
1: So, um, Anne Rice openly protested against Tom Cruise being cast as Lestat. Um, but after she saw the film, she had uh, issued an apology and praised him for his performance. Though she did insist that Lestat's hair remained blonde in the film, like that was her big thing that she put her foot down about that he had to be a blondie bear. Um, she wanted it to go to Jeremy Irons. Um, and um uh, Part of me does wish that we could have seen that because can you imagine Scar as a vampire doing the Claudia? You have been a very naughty girl line. Like, I never ooh.
0: thought hyenas essential. <laughs> They're crude and, and unspeakably, unspeakably plain. <laughs> Maybe they've a glimmer of potential if allied to my vision and brain. Deep, deep. Uh, I think he looks like a vampire, so that would have been good casting. Mm-hmm. But no, he yeah, apparently he said that he'd already been in a movie recently w- that involved heavy makeup and he didn't want to do that again. Yeah. But apparently Johnny Jonathan Depp was also considered.
1: Yep, uh, Johnny Depp was one. Um, and uh, the other that she wanted... Uh, was actually in True Blood for one of the seasons. Oh, gosh, now I'm going to forget his... R- Rucker Hauer was who she right. wanted, but right. um, he was too old by the time they And were.
0: And uh, Vince Vaughn, Vin Diesel. Who am I thinking of? No, it's not that one. It's the one that's not Tom Cruise, but is in that wacky religion. Pulp Fiction. Travolta. Travolta, thank you.
1: Oh, that would have been awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently Travolta was also one she wanted. Mm-hmm. Or someone wanted, anyway. Uh, but anyway... All of the actors playing vampires were required to hang upside down for up to 30 minutes at a time during makeup. This would force all the blood to rush to their heads from their bodies into their heads, causing the blood vessels in their faces to bulge. The makeup oh. artists could then trace over the swollen veins, what created the kind of eerie translucent skin look. Oh, and the, you can see the veins the, through. Yeah, the
1: painted. That's right. really cool that they did it that way. It is so very, it's very cool. organic.
0: It, very. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was anatomically correct. But, unfortunately for the actors, they would have to repeat the process several times over while they were getting each of the veins, so they had to do that for a long, long time.
1: Oh, I imagine the headaches would be really bad.
0: Apparently Tom Cruise had to spend three and a half hours every day doing that. Wow. Mm, That just sounds uncomfortable. It does, and also I don't know if it was all that, but for many reasons, Brad Pitt really didn't like filming this.
1: Yeah, that was actually gonna. I was gonna piggyback off of your trivia with. um, So Brad Pitt actually tried to walk away from the film because he found the contact lenses and prosthetics unbearably uncomfortable, and the studio had to threaten to sue him. um, So he remained.
0: Yeah, apparently he contacted one of the producers and was like, "Give me a way out of this thing." And he was like, "It's going to cost you forty thousand dollars to leave." Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, yeah. ah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently, it was it was also that, and the fact that he was just inside in an enclosed, claustrophobic set all the time, yeah. and it just was not a good experience. Speaking of the context, though, why was it just him? It wasn't. I only know,
1: but he had. His was the most noticeable.
0: Yeah, he had like yellowy ones, right?
1: That kind of like green, like his eyes kind of look almost like a olivey kind of color. But
0: but he's the only one that I noticed having that really different like vampire uh eyes.
1: Yeah, so uh Lestat had very piercing blue Tom Cruise does not have that kind of blue eye and okay. then uh Armand's were kind of more golden yellow. Uh but they they were more piercing, yeah. Did he? Yeah.
0: I thought he had brown eyes. Cuz I was looking for them while I was watching the movie.
1: You're also it, it's hard because the the movie was really dark, but like they're lighter yellowish gold color.
0: But yeah, so Brad Pitt's were just very obviously super bright and hyper or superhuman.
1: Yeah, his, his were definitely the most noticeably.
0: Anyway, so Christian Slater was given the role of... Mm, upon the death of River Phoenix.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Who was the original choice for that, which is just a darn shame because apparently he was a good up-and-coming actor.
1: Um, actually, Christian Slater ended up donating his entire salary from yep. the film to... two hundred and
0: fifty thousand dollars.
1: To two of River's favorite charities. Yep. That was really. I didn't mean to step on you. If you were going. You,
0: that wasn't Aggie. In fact, oh. that was an Agnes.
1: An Agnes in the middle. Not, not in f- the,
0: that was an entire Agnes.
1: You you paused in a way that I thought you were done.
0: Oh, we need an Agnes sound effect so I can play it on I you. Take it a second.
1: Nope.
0: Maybe this one. This is dramatic. You have Agnes me, Allison, for, for, the the
1: last last time. Time. <laughs> for the last time. It definitely has that for the last time feel to it. <laughs> But it also doesn't. You you did two back to backs. Uh,
0: uh, 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 uh <laughs> No, because uh, I the last thing I said was about uh, the veins and stuff, and yeah. then you did one.
1: I thought you did two back to backs. Only re listening will tell. But anyway, so Kirsten Dunst didn't actually like being so cuddly with Brad Pitt. Um, she felt it was very strange uh, to be affectionate with an older man, um, and she said kissing him was disgusting. And um, she didn't kiss anyone else again until she was 16 years old. And then Brad Pitt heard about this interview that she did on The Letterman Show where she said that, and he chimed in, well, how do you think I feel? I had to kiss a little girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. It's weird all around. <laughs> yeah.
1: No one liked it.
0: <laughs> well, Brad Pitt uh, is, a, is a, little, a little baby boy, isn't he? hmm
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was going to read something that you already read, so I'm not going to do that. So this movie would be the highest-grossing vampire movie for over a decade after its release.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, uh-huh. however, mm-hmm. as of 2016, it was still the highest-growing rated R vampire movie of all time. Huh. Can you remember any rated R vampire movies coming out from between 16 and now?
1: When did Bram Stoker's Dracula come out?
0: Uh, that was a long time ago,
1: wasn't it? 92. Yeah. So it two years before this one. So that...
0: Surprised. No, but it, but it was still the highest-grossing uh, rated R as of 2016. Mm. So between 2016 and 2021, have there been any rated R vampire movies? Bleed. Did that come out after 2016?
1: Oh, after 2000. Sorry, I I thought you were saying between 2000 and 2016. So after 2016, say True Blood was before 2016,
0: but also not a movie.
1: Not a movie. Um.
0: Were were the Twinkletown series movies Twilight? were those rated R?
1: No. Because they would lose out on a big chunk of the of teeny boppers, yes. Yeah. And then Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction of the Twilight books.
0: Yes, I did know that, which I don't understand the connection. But I haven't read or watched any of the Twilight movies except for during a rift track <laughs> Line. Line. <laughs> so I don't really know anything about the story. Uh, but I also don't know anything about Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: So why would you know? If
0: I just I have heard that it's it, it was made uh, as a as a fan fiction.
1: Yeah, no, but you you made it sound like you should know something.
0: Well, no, but I know Fifty Shades of Grey is not vampires.
1: No, it's just a so BDSM relationship.
0: And I think I've seen maybe some parts of a trailer or something like that. It seemed like they lived in the city. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand what the connection would be.
1: It's basically the description of the characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, end of list. Trying to think of vampire movies. I don't know that there's been any big vampire movies after 2016.
0: So, Interview with the Vampire Mm -hmm. may just be the highest grossing rated R vampire movie of all time.
1: Well, it's certainly better than Queen of the Damned, which is an excellent music video. Terrible
0: movie. I feel like Interview with the Vampire didn't need to have been rated R. There was a a scene with a lot of boob.
1: Not by today's standard.
0: Well, but there was a scene with a lot of boob. Mm-hmm. If they had taken the boobs out, it probably wouldn't be rated R. What else is there?
1: They also showed a woman's um, crotchal region.
0: Well, all right. Take the nudity out, generally.
1: Okay. Take the general... Well, then you saw the violence. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like it's violence that today would warrant... I think they could have squeaked out a PG-13, but...
0: But I'm glad they didn't, because who doesn't love a little bit of boob? <laughs>
1: Just just a smackering. A <laughs> smackering of boob.
0: <laughs> anyway. Well, so that, that was my thing. What's your thing?
1: Okay. Uh, Claudia was supposed to be five years old in the books. Um, they had to age her up because of the serious and dark content.
0: And Rice, the author.
1: Uh-huh
0: was so pleased with this adaptation that she took out a two-page ad in both Vanity Fair and the New York Times endorsing it as a masterpiece.
1: Which is funny because she goes back and forth on whether or not she likes the movie.
0: <laughs> well, during production and pre-production, she really hated like all the decisions they were making for yeah. casting and stuff like that. She said it was the worst cast movie since something.
1: Yeah. Uh, was that the end of your... Uh, was that she took out a two-page ad? Yep. Okay. Just making sure. I don't you, don't wanna, you don't want to. You
0: don't want to Agnes me again. Don't make me hit this button.
1: <laughs> I don't want to Agatha you anymore. Oh, is it
0: Agatha or Agnes? I've been saying Agnes.
1: I think it's Agnes, and then I've waffled between the two, Agatha and Agnes. But Aggie is the accepted term of a unintentional harm.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but a, a surgical strike is an Agnes yes. or okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll 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 say it here now profoundly. Agnes and not Agatha so we don't get sued by the WandaVision people. So uh, in the book, Armand is an auburn-haired vampire who looks to be about 17 years old. But the filmmakers threw this out in part to avoid um, the sexual overtones um, of a clearly adult man um, and a character who looks like a teenager. The filmmakers cast the Spanish Antonio Banderas uh, to give the character an exotic old world magnetism.
0: Now I believe that's a microaggression in today's society to call somebody else's culture exotic. Is it? I believe so.
1: Oh well, if that is offensive, I do apologize. I didn't mean for it to be.
0: There are probably people of varying sensitivities on these matters, but I have heard that calling somebody's uh, somebody that looks exotic is a microaggression, and people will kill you for it.
1: Oh well, then I will change my vernacular. I didn't. I. I don't want to be offensive.
0: I, on the other hand,
1: you you revel <laughs> in it.
0: So, Tom Cruise was placed on an elevated platform during some scenes (laughs) to reduce his height difference between his and other characters in the movie.
1: Yeah, he's a shorty.
0: He's a little baby boy. (laughs) But it's fine to be short, but the fact that he gives himself platforms to stand on, just be short.
1: It's all right. So, the thing is, like they've done this with other actors like Danny Trejo and... with Lawrence Fishburne, they they want them to be more intimidating, so the height is added to give them the sense. See, you've of
0: said Lawrence Fishburne before. I don't know if that's true. At least not according, because I thought I would googled it before. I
1: thought he was five nine.
0: Well, Google says he's six feet.
1: Okay, six feet five nine.
0: But maybe he was, there's... but he might have been working opposite an actor who was much taller.
1: That's also true. I don't know because of the sexual overtones. Again, Hollywood almost cast Louis as a woman. They almost changed the character to a female. Um, and picked for the role, uh, they had in mind Cher and Angelica Houston. Cher actually wrote a song for the movie, um, but it didn't really fit the energy.
0: They didn't even put it in the end credits. It's nope. a shame. Not even a Will Smith style Men in Black after credits Welcome rap song. To Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, apparently they did that not only because of the sexual overtones, but obviously it, it goes, it should go without saying, but homosexuality. And she uh, and Rice specifically was very scared that people would be like, oh, my God, they're going to think they're gay. No one's going to come see it.
1: Which, you know, honestly, (laughs) funny story about uh, young Allison watching this movie. And I don't know if this is the right place for it.
0: If there's if this isn't the right place, there is no right place.
1: (laughs) I never really like so I picked up that there was something romantic in nature happening or some kind of loving affection. But I this was when I was young, naive Allison and never really. Could attribute what that was, but I was I was fine with it. But it, like I, I never was like, oh, they're boyfriends or something like that. But it, Adult House and watched it again recently for mm-hmm. this recording, and I'm like, oh yeah, totally, totally can see it now.
0: <laughs> there was so much that was homoerotic between yeah. uh, Louis and Lestrade or Lestat. Lestat. I want to say Lestrade because mm-hmm. I'm a very big Sherlock Holmes head.
1: Ah you
0: I'm a Holmes head. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it was a lot of very homoerotic stuff, but it never really developed into what I saw to be a relationship between them.
1: I mean, it, in a way, like...
0: Well, I mean, there was a relationship, but not a romantic one.
1: Like, Lestat and Louis, like, the, the way Lestat was like, well, this is our daughter now. And, yeah. like, you know, he was trying to make it some kind of family unit right. of some kind, whether or not its romantic in nature I, I i got that more for armand armand seemed really yeah. thirsty for louis that
0: i did pick up on yeah, yeah that that was that was very obvious like he he wanted a piece of that
1: yeah it, oh gosh and when they got like so close like when he's like whispering at armand like i'm like yeah. i'm like just just kiss him you're about to just kiss give him, him a peck yeah just a little bit start with a peck give him a thrill give him a thrill <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: well Tom Cruise wanted a private set, so tunnels were built to escort the actors to and from the set. This was done so that they could hide the vampire makeup so that it would remain a secret. Fun story. Which I just don't understand. This is not that... This movie is not that big a deal.
1: Take you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to whom would it be a big deal? I don't understand what that secrecy was about. Uh, like, this isn't a Marvel movie. <laughs>
1: right <laughs> so funny story um armand uh, antonio banderas was actually coming home from um work one night in the hotel and was taking a lift and was in there with a bunch of uh japanese tourists but he had the hair extensions in and he had the nails and the makeup was still on him and they're all just kind of looking at him like and he said they were japanese tourists and he's just like oh i i'm in a vampire movie and they're like what and he's like vampire <laughs> And they ran away. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: they were just like Sure, buddy. Sure. The weirdo. (laughs) This fucking guy over here (laughs) (laughs) again. Anyway. All right, so the estate of Louis in the beginning of the film was the historic Oak Alley plantation.
1: Used in every movie that takes place in Louisiana.
0: Well, but it is located in Vachiri. Vachery?
1: Vachery Duncan? (laughs)
0: vachery or vachery louisiana uh which is near new orleans the plantation's guest book is on display and was signed by both pitt and cruz now my question is why do you want that why do you want to sign that
1: sign a guest book
0: in a plantation place that used to house slaves i mean that seems like why would you want to be part of that
1: history Well, it's the same people that have Confederate flags. But Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise don't do that. Well, they also probably, you know, if it's a historical bed and breakfast type place, like it, I don't know. I don't think they probably thought about it.
0: I know. Neither did this movie.
1: (laughs) Or Anne Rice.
0: (laughs) Probably not. I can't speak for her. I haven't read the book. But this movie absolutely did not care that there were slaves in it and that the main character was a slave master. He came back at the end of the movie in modern era, mm-hmm. did not acknowledge the fact that he used to own slaves there or anything like that. Just went up, talked to his buddy and he was like, alright, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's so wild to me that they didn't touch that at all.
1: Yeah, I, it, it wasn't, I guess, the uh, the focus of the, the film.
0: You don't have to make it a focus necessarily for the whole film, but for a scene you can be like, alright, let let's right, let's, let's acknowledge what the what fuck what happened doing. here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Something I feel b- of all the things I've done, I still kind of feel bad about this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Uh uh-huh. that's my thing. I'm gonna bring it up again, don't worry.
1: So uh Lestat, um at the throat cutting scene, uh they actually had a robot Lestat.
0: <laughs> Robot Lestat yeah. just sounds funny I'm sorry I didn't mean to laugh
1: no no it's a, like they had him on the kind of it was a practical effect that they used to kind of give him the the writing bleeding dying motions
0: at what point because when she first cuts his throat it looks like it's Tom Cruise with a <laughs> prosthetic on his neck and, and blood's c- coming out
1: so when he drops from that to his fours he becomes Robot Lestat
0: oh interesting Well, uh, do you have a timestamp for that? Because I'd like to watch it again.
1: Uh, I do have a timestamp for that scene, I believe. Actually, no, I have one that happens just after. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're very bright. I think we can do it.
0: Our listeners, on the other hand. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's yours. Okay, so my tensions developed between Tommy Cruz and Bradley Pitts over the latter's alleged poor personal hygiene. Mm. According to Cruz, his co-star didn't use any deodorant and the resulting body odor became noticeable.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I believe of Bradley Pitts. Not only did he... His Pitts. <laughs> yes. It's in the name, really. <laughs> he should have been warned. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, he he, looked, he seems like the guy who would adopt you, a European... He would
1: seem like he'd be smelly.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he seems like he would adopt a very European, French outlook on life. And as we all know, the French don't bathe. What? Moving on. Um. Uh. What's your next trivia? Excuse me. Your next trivia, please. No, I no, think no, no. we no. need to move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept everything that was said,
1: and move on. Please move on. Thank <laughs> 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 you. To
0: move on. <laughs> no, look, I've already admitted that I have.
1: A casual, hatred, a of, uh, casual <laughs> hatred of the
0: French. <laughs> You're
1: like any Izzard.
0: Exactly, and everybody <laughs> so else in the a world. A little spiky. Fucking French. Yeah, everybody <laughs> but the French hate the French. And I even the French, the French, mate. Are you French? Yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my own side. Uh, there you go. Bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little schmackering. A little schmackering? <laughs> oh, schmackering? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like a schmackering of French and a schmackering of boob. <laughs> Only one of those things is acceptable.
1: Why can't they... What if it's a French boob? Tiffy. <laughs> um, There were two Oscar nods, but no wins for this film. Uh, Dante Veretti um, for art direction and uh, Francesca Lo Schaibo, uh for set direction uh, were nominated for the art direction, but lost to Ken Adams um, and Carol Scott for The Madness of King George um hmm.
0: i've never heard of that movie but i have to say the set design was pretty good in this movie
1: it was, it was beautiful yeah. um and the other thing that it was nominated for uh was for the original score from Elliot goldenthal um but lost to hans zimmer for the lion king and you can't well. really beat Hans zimmer. <laughs> i'm sorry that <laughs> yeah. was deserved yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know but it wasn't a total loss for the vampires uh that night uh, martin landau won both um Best supporting actor for his role um, as Bella Gossi and Ed Wood.
0: When Lestat and Louis were arguing at Louis' plantation, Louis says, The help. Watch them eat from empty plates and drink from empty glasses. Mm -hmm. They only did that in the book in order to fool Lestat's blind father. They would never have bothered to do that otherwise, so it made no sense for them to do it in the movie.
1: That's not the only thing that didn't make sense that they did in the movie that they didn't do in the books.
0: Take it away, Aggie.
1: No, no. Just kidding. I don't actually have it. (laughs) If you have something, this is the perfect pause to (laughs) cut me off. No, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, The other thing was the drinking of dead blood.
0: Speaking of, should we move this table so that it it sticks out and we can actually face each other without it being like I have to, like. Lean down like this to look over at you.
1: Maybe at the the next recording, but I'm not saying right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I kind of we're on a kick right now. Let's just keep going. Muscle dead blood, through. dead blood. Um, so dead blood. Um. And Rice said would make the vampire feel sickly, um, but it wasn't fatal. It wasn't something that could kill them potentially. Um, but it became so famous in this movie um, that it actually has been reproduced in other vampire series like True Blood.
0: Yes. What is that? What is dead blood?
1: Um, Just crusty blood? So, like, uh, it's blood that can no longer oxidize because the vessel is dead.
0: And why does that why does that kill a vampire?
1: It shouldn't have. It would just make them sick.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
1: but, but the, yeah, it, it shouldn't have.
0: But it became a trope because of this movie's mishandling. Yes, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I have one more.
0: I have dos oh. secies. At one point in development, the role of Louis, never mind, it's already there. Homosexuals and all that. So I'm done.
1: <laughs> Homosexual, smell. <and> <laughs> um, so in the brief whimsical scene where Santiago, played by Stephen Ray, met Louis in Paris, um, he does that waltz upside down in the tunnel. Um, that was actually inspired by a famous show-stopping song and dance sequence in the Fred Astaire movie, The Royal Wedding.
0: I read that. T- but actually, before I read that, I put it in my notes. I've got a timestamp for it because I thought that in... S- instead of being inspired by that movie, it would have been inspired by 2001.
1: Space Odyssey.
0: Because there's a scene where you visit a guy in a space station Mm -hmm. and it's rotating. A big circle is rotating. Maybe
1: they were inspired by Fred Astaire.
0: It's very possible that that was inspired by the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it was... So I I don't know what the original uh, practical effect was in that movie. But in 2001, it was almost identical to what was happening where in this in the vampire movie where the set was rotating. Mm. And so the camera was kind of mounted on one part of the set and just moving around, looking at the actor. But the set was rotating, so as it was rotating, the actor could just keep walking and then move from one thing to the next. And from the camera's perspective, it would look like he's walking on the walls, mm-hmm. but he's always on the floor.
1: Yeah, uh, I think in the, the case for um, The Royal Wedding, it was like how they filmed Jamiroquai's uh, music video for Virtual Insanity. So it's like a box um, around the camera that the box spins. but the I have
0: no idea what that is you just said.
1: <laughs> Any of it?
0: No. So yeah, maybe that was the first instance of it. And if so, I'd never heard of it. Very interesting.
1: Uh, but one thing that um, drove a lot of people kind of mad um, for continuity's sake is they notice how Santiago's cape stays kind of limply beside and around him as he goes upside down. Mm. Um, and since the movie and never hair. established that vampires clothes can't defy gravity, it's safe to assume this was a filmmaking goof.
0: Well, other, yeah, I guess they could have put a fan under him yeah. to blow it up, but the same was true for his hair. His hair was
1: Pl- stayed down. Yeah.
0: Pointing toward the ceiling.
1: Um, I also feel like if Santiago was recast today, it could have been played by Michael Sheen.
0: I can see that. Who would play your Louis? Ooh, Trick question. Brad Pitt's still sexy.
1: (laughs) But he's not that kind of young naive.
0: No, maybe not.
1: He's more worldly now. Actually, he could do a good Lestat now.
0: He might do a Lestat.
1: You know, uh, the the guy who played uh, Jon Snow. Kit Harington? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He kind of has that same kind of...
0: He looks like a vampire.
1: Moroseness. Very pale. Yeah, and I heard his cape almost blew him off a cliff. Because,
0: well, to be fair, many things almost killed him during the production of that show because he was the one in the most uh, dangerous climate Mm -hmm. doing the most dangerous stunts all the time.
1: (laughs) He's like, eh, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, he fell off of horses. He got knocked off by, like, swords, lances, and stuff like that. He was in real, you know, sword fights. He was
1: actually lanced.
0: He was actually a man of the night's watch. Uh, I'm done with my trivia.
1: I'm done with my trivia.
0: Are you ready for. Who is time?
1: No, but I also feel like I never am because you make them very difficult.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let's skip it. No, let's do it.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You want to? Okay. I want to. Um, I I like being dumb.
0: Here we go. (laughs) All right. Well, you can join the listeners and I'm being really hard on the listeners. You really are. (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners. You
1: gotta be mean to something.
0: I do. All right. I'll be mean to the movie. (laughs) I'll be mean to the movie like (laughs) usual. I'll just direct all my hatred toward the movie. The huge Or The French. Should I do the French or the movie?
1: Uh, movie's probably safer because it makes you seem less kind of bigoted. <laughs> oh,
0: I, and bigotedness is bad.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't want to be a bigot. Correct. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Question number one: A vampire risks self destruction by doing what?
1: Going into sunlight.
0: Also a valid answer. It was drinking the blood, blood of, of the, the dead. dead. Yeah. No, oh, but, okay. but also a valid answer is that. Yeah. Uh, question number two. One point to you. Finish this quote spoken by Lestat to Louis. Just remember, life without me would be even more... Boring. Final answer? Dull. Final answer?
1: Unbearable. Final answer? No, I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember.
0: Remember who you are. You are my son.
1: No, you're really not. And the not one help. true king. You're not helping. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's all I hear now. Remember. 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 i Sorry. I feel like Lion King stuck now. I can't unstuck it. Let's just watch Lion King. Life... Uh, Life without me would be, I think it's even more terrible or awful or life without me would be. With an O or an A? With an A.
0: Okay. Final
1: answer? (laughs) Uh, Life without me would be, I think terrible. Terrible.
0: Terrible is final answer. I don't know. Incorrect. I'm sorry. The answer is unbearable. Damn it. (laughs) You were there. You had it at (laughs) one point. All right, one point uh, total out of two. Question number three, what is the interviewer's name? Malloy. All right, fine. I accidentally almost read it earlier, and I stopped myself, but
1: I might have. I had it in my...
0: <laughs> All right, two points. Question number four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who is credited as the screenplay writer?
1: Ian Rice. <laughs> Are you upset? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, almost correct, but I'll give it to you. Uh, Anne Rice, based on her novel, oh, okay. is the credit. Who wrote the screenplay? Anne Rice. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can give that to you. Okay. It is true. So, all right. So you have three points because you got that she wrote, or she was, she's credited as the screenwriter. Mm-hmm. She did write a screenplay, and it was rewritten by Neil Jordan. Okay. And the Writers Guild rules meant that Rice still got credit. Oh, okay. So that's why her name is still on there, but she didn't write the screenplay that we see. Oh, so. that's
1: fair. Yeah.
0: You don't get that point, I'm afraid. Okay. But those are some very arcane rules, don't you think, from the yeah. Writers Guild?
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering why. Like, usually there's, like, a precedent that set the rules, so, like, yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering what the precedence was that made them.
0: I should have done Googled it.
1: Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, Jeez. mother...
0: Question number six. Uh You have four points.
1: Okay. Not my worst. Not yet. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for your optimism. (laughs) No,
0: I think you've done worse. Uh, No matter what I say, it's going to sound bad. (laughs) So (laughs) you're doing all right.
1: You're fine. You're okay. You're doing
0: good. You've got more than zero points. (laughs) Um, uh, What year? Question number six. What year did Louis first become a vampire?
1: 18. 93? Final answer? Mm-hmm. <gasps> <clears throat> oh.
0: It is, in fact, 1791. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right, so still four points. Question number seven. How long had Lestat been a vampire before turning Louis? This is a tricky one. Unless you already know the answer, you've got to figure a bunch of dates. I'm
1: trying to remember, I think, 200 years.
0: That Lestat had been a vampire
1: uh, uh, before was, turning Louis. hmm
0: Well, the answer may surprise you. <laughs> okay. The answer is it's an aggressive noise. No no. Should yeah. I stop the aggressive? I kind of don't like it all right, all right. <laughs> uh so according to the timeline from Queen of the Damned, so this is coming from a oh, different source material, yeah. but I related, I guess.
1: Okay.
0: I'm I'm asking. It is related, right?
1: Yeah, uh, they're all part of the vampire chronicle series. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: So, according to that, Lestat was turned into a vampire in 1788.
1: Mm-hmm. By Magnus or Marius.
0: So, Louis, uh, Louis states that at the beginning of the movie, uh, Lestat turned him in 1791, which we just uh, established, meaning that Lestat had only been a vampire for three years. He was but a baby vamp. All right. Well, so that was question number seven. Question number eight. Finish this quote spoken by Louis to the interviewer while remembering Claudia's death. But all my passion went with her blank. Golden hair. Correct mundo. five points to you.
1: I'm half a person.
0: Question number nine. What does Louis call Santiago when he knocks his hat off?
1: Buffoon? Correct. Question <laughs> Sorry, number six. <laughs>
0: <theme>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number 10. Finish this quote spoken by Lestat to Louis. Evil is a point of view. God kills blank and so shall we. Indiscriminately. Correct. Hey. So what is that, seven points?
1: Yeah, not, not my worst.
0: It's close to your best, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple hard ones in there.
0: Yeah. No, that was, uh, that was overall really good. Again, I think maybe you only did better on... Karate Kid. Karate Kid, and did you do well on Father of the Bride?
1: I think I did very well on Labyrinth. And I Maybe don't, it was Labyrinth. Then. And I don't remember you having a quiz for Father of the Bride because you couldn't find Oh, probably
0: of, not, yeah. yeah. So we'll just consider that 100%. Yeah, there we go. All right, so act three, movie analysis. That's where we're going now. So this is where we're going to take the timestamps that we've written down. We're going to analyze them. And before we get into that, Allison has some ratings that she projected for this movie.
1: Yep. Um, my nostalgic rating on it was a 6.5 out of 10 um, with a real rating to match. Um, my Zach predicted uh, ratings were a real rating of a 5 out of 10, but I thought he would heart it a 6 out of 10.
0: Heart's a 6, eh? Let me see if you're right. I always like to do this so I can laugh at you internally. Oh, interesting. All right, so let's get on to the timestamps. What's your first?
1: My first is 304. And I would just like you to insert yourself in this scene. So you are Malloy. You're basically, you saw this person on the street. You like to collect stories of people and interview them and find out more about them because you find something about them you find appealing or interesting. And they go, I'm a vampire. It's okay. (laughs) Well, how do you react? Because in this world, we're not supposed to know of their existence. So someone's doing this. Like, How do you just tell yourself like, oh, okay, this is just a crazy person. Yeah. I so did you want think me to
0: tell you the to. story of my life. Well, like I said, that's what I do. I, uh, I interview people. I'm a collector of lives. FM radio, KFRC. You'd have to have a lot of tape for my story. Oh, that's no problem. I got a bag full
1: of tape right here.
0: He's aged well.
1: Mm. You followed me here, uh, didn't you? Yeah, I suppose I did. You, you seem very interesting. Something this is where distinctly you live. 90s is the cigarette. Yeah. Just yeah.
0: a room. I want you see we get started.
1: So, what do you do? I'm a vampire. <laughs>
0: That's something I haven't heard before. You, uh, you mean this literally, I take it? Absolutely. I was waiting for you in that alleyway. Watching you, watching me. And then so he says, speak. watching you, watching me. Mm-hmm. So he was watching Brad Pitt. Why?
1: He just thought he looked interesting. That's so weird. Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh,
0: Maybe this was also a homoerotic thing.
1: Yeah. He was. The the thing about Louis that is very bizarre. And Lysda kind of says, you know, the dark gift touches us is all differently. Something about Louis draws people in, vampire and human alike. And I don't get it. Like, I mean, Brad Pitt, yeah. But, yeah. like, Louie as a person is kind of whiny. A bit whiny. A bit. a, bit. a Oh, bit. how you love your guilt.
0: A little bit uh, Luke Skywalker. A little bit. Uh, a little. Yeah. A little, little Lukey. A little bit older Anakin Skywalker.
1: Send too close to Lukey.
0: Lukey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his uh, enemies called him in, in high school.
1: Yeah. Oh, look. Here comes Lukey
0: again. <laughs> He's like, shut up, guys. I just killed a womp rat.
1: What a lucky break for me.
0: Perhaps lucky for both of us. You uh, said you were waiting for me. What were you going to do? Kill me, drink my blood, all that stuff? Yes. But you needn't be concerned with that now.
1: You really believe this, don't you, that you're a vampire?
0: We can't begin this way. Let me turn on the light.
1: I thought vampires
0: didn't like the light. We love it. I only wanted to prepare you. Oh. Don't be frightened. I want this opportunity. How the hell did you do that? The same as you do. A series of simple gestures, only I move too fast for you to see. The veiny makeup looks really good.
1: Yeah, When now that you said how they achieved that, I, I'm staring at it and mm-hmm. just like, wow. Like, can you imagine the patience of the penmanship on that? Like just,
0: yeah, well, and the patience of the, the actors. <laughs> yeah, also <true>. You yeah. <laughs> have to have the blood rushing to their head constantly. But not human. I haven't been human for 200 years.
1: Again, as a rational I- person of the world, this just happened to you. Are you pooping your pants, or?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So he's just giving you a demonstration of his powers. He can have lickety split speed. Yeah. So I think I'd ask for another demonstration to see just if my eyes had fooled me, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe a demonstration of a different kind.
1: I'm sorry, I just blacked out a second. Can you repeat that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, but you know, if he does stuff right in front of your eyes, there there are magicians who could pull off you know, crazy things that you can't understand. So I'd need a lot of persuading before I'd believe him. Mm-hmm. But I'd I'd stick around.
1: Yeah. T- tell me your tale.
0: Yeah, I'd stick around and just poke and prod. Put
1: you at ease. Shall we begin like David Copperfield?
0: I am born. I grew up. Or shall we begin when I was born to darkness, as I call it? That's really where we should start, don't you think? I don't know why it is, but this movie gave me more of a perspective of what it was, what it would be like to be a vampire and how kind of annoying it would be to only ever see nighttime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That Like I,
0: I watched 21 seasons of True Blood and I never really got that sensation until watching this.
1: That you would miss the sunlight.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not lying to me, are you? Why should I lie? 1791 was the
1: year it happened. I should have really gotten it. (laughs) So uh, my next is not until 839. So uh, fun story. Um, The pub where the the scene we're setting up, uh, Louis has lamented that he's kind of going through a depression after the loss of his wife and his son um, during childbirth. um, And he has gone to a brothel. The name of the brothel is Le Chat Noir, which is basically the black cat.
0: Chat is cat? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, right. Le So interesting word. Yeah. French. You know those French. <laughs> oh, they play their jokes.
1: <laughs> Mostly.
0: <laughs> so I've only timestamped this specific place because I
1: think you are a piece of stinking awful.
0: Yeah, and that, that seems to have been dubbed. Because I think he said he dropped an F word. I think he dropped a I swear. I think you are fucking awful. Yeah, so here let's let's watch his mouth.
1: I'm calling you a piece of stinking awful. A little stinking, and and that also could have been a ratings thing. Like they were worried about too much vulgar language because f bombs are a quick way to jump up your rating.
0: Yeah, but they were already an R. Like, how can't you just have infinite f bombs once you're an R?
1: No, I I don't know when the next execution happens. Like, because it has to do with language, nudity, and uh, violence. I thought
0: basically after R, the only thing you could do to get yourself an NC-17 rating is just have too much sex.
1: I'll have to look it up because I'm pretty sure violence can get you there also.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know what the rules are. Just it seems like, you know, I've seen movies that are rated R that have the F word every other word. Yeah. But I don't know how things were in the 94s.
1: Yeah, I feel just based on our trivias and everything about how they were hiding the, um, Heterosexual undertones that are sorry, homosexual. not that. So, well, that too. <laughs> they did, they yeah.
0: didn't want your disgusting heterosexuality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't push your narrative on me. <laughs> no, uh, the homosexual undertones, I don't, I, I do feel like it was a bit more puritanical back in 94.
0: Yes, probably so. Mm-hmm. So, vampires. So, what was your timestamp? 8.39. Um
1: It's kind of, I, I'd say, a really great entrance uh, for Listot.
0: Look at his face. <laughs>
1: He does have some pregnant lips. <laughs>
0: like if he, he would be the easiest man to transition. If
1: don't he, you think? If he wanted that.
0: If he, I'm saying yeah. if he, if he wanted that, he would be the easiest man to transition.
1: He's very fair.
0: He's very, yeah, he's, he always pays on time and never <laughs> tries to steal anything. Also, mouth on neck is very sexual. It's not, it's not just the blood. It's the clamping your mouth on someone's neck.
1: Necking. Yeah.
0: yeah. What is the explanation for vampires going, <laughs> when they go in for a kill?
1: They have to push their lips back and they need some air suction to just.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It has become a trope through history. And I really don't understand. It's
1: almost kind of hissing. Like, I guess, you know, because when animals are about to attack, um, they will sometimes kind of make a roar or noise. But that's because they
0: can't speak. And they can't like that's all they've got.
1: But they try to equate vampirism as kind of like an animalistic state. Um,
0: But that seems to be the only time that that happens to them.
1: Also, Tom Cruise, to prepare for this role, watched a lot of uh, lions attacking zebras. I did read that. So maybe he's just like, I am a lioness. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe.
0: And the slow flying up with this music.
1: And their loving embrace.
0: And his, yeah, his eyes right there. It's very, very romantic.
1: Do you still want death? Or have you tasted it enough? Enough. <laughs> Splish splash. How bad would it be if he drowned then? Just like, oh, whoops, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful home. <coughs> Horrible history, but beautiful home. It's a big one.
0: not actually a fan of the aesthetic of a plantation house. Who are you? What are you doing in my house? I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore,
1: does it? The wine has no taste, the food sickens you. There seems no
0: reason for any of it, does there? But what if I could give it back to you, pluck out the
1: pain and give you another life? One you could never imagine. And it would be for all time.
0: And sickness and death could never touch you again. Don't be afraid. I'm going to give you the choice I never had.
1: There's a reason I don't keep my hair short. It looks just like his in this movie, Lestat's
0: and is that a bad thing
1: well, it's not the look I'm going for
0: what look are you going for
1: not not as Lestat
0: you don't want to be Lestat <laughs> yeah. not,
1: not I don't think you look
0: Lestat you look more uh, I don't even know if there is an, like almost Hermione but not that bushy
1: not committed <laughs> non-committal <laughs> Hermione
0: it's I don't know it looks you don't even look like a I don't know
1: you don't look it's, like a freak house and don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like
0: a freak I don't know what you're uh, worried about <laughs> So this is, they're going to this play here, and Brad Pitt is eating the mouth mm-hmm. of a person. Now, I know people say that as a slang for, oh, geez, get a room. You guys are eating each other over there. But uh, he's literally eating her lips off if or she something. He doesn't
1: seem to notice.
0: Which, okay, so I'm curious.
1: What is he biting?
0: That, but also, what what's the rule for vampires feeding on humans? Because it seems at some moments to be... Speaking of, we have to dredge up our old argument Uh-oh. about Lost Boys. This is, the, this is a relevant movie for that to be brought up again. But for now, what is the rule about a vampire feeding on a human? It seems like when they feed, sometimes, it gives the human like a semi-glamour. And they're, they're good with it. They're, they're okay with being fed on. And it, her, to the point of she dies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like she's just fine with it until she dies. As they eat, eat and drain her of blood.
1: I mean I th- I think that there is a line between pleasure and pain. Maybe that's her kink. I don't know. Dying? Not dying, but like, you know, just the the uh, the pain element because some people do like pain.
0: Yes. But I think even people that like pain would stop short of their flesh being ripped off and their blood being completely drained
1: then some people think I don't know that you're uh, asking me to define.
0: I'm at, no, no, I'm, I'm asking yeah. you if there is a rule for vampirism when they feed, at least in this universe, when they feed, does it give the human a glamour?
1: So uh, a lot of vampires will use seduction as a method to get what they want. Um, and so I feel like some do that. And then there's some people who are, are, and some vampires who are kind of sadists or masochists and just want to inflict pain and kind of torture their prey. Like there's scenes where there's definitely Lestat playing with his food. Like
0: But my my question is when they start feeding does that glamour the human?
1: I don't think so. I I think that that's something that they can choose to do or you know if like there's a scene in a little bit where they are um he, they're with prostitutes in their apartment, and that I think that was the one of the breast scenes you were talking about, where he was feeding upon someone's breast, and you know they were they they thought it was like sexy time, and that
0: know, was an did. odd bite. Yeah, it was it like through the clothes, through the clothes, and kind of under the boob. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was an odd thing, but yeah, so that was one such moment where she
1: was kind of lost in her own arousal that she didn't notice the pain,
0: which is why I say it seems like that. Gives them a glamour because you can't actually be so seduced you don't notice you're being eaten, right?
1: I mean, I've never been bitten by a vampire, but...
0: (laughs) Well, do you really (laughs) think you can be so hardcore seduced that you will not notice being eaten?
1: Maybe you think that that's part of whatever sexy time games you're playing. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. Anyway... But this lady was so into it, apparently, that Mm -hmm. she just allowed herself to be killed. But I also did like. (laughs) I just like that he's got vampire accoutrement.
1: Oh, the the bleated.
0: Yeah, he's got his little vampire thimble that punctures human skins.
1: So fun story about high school house and. Oh, did you have one of these things? I didn't have one for the thumb. I did have a ring that had a slight, it it looked like it was um, plate mail, and then it had a bladed end on the tip of one.
0: You know what? Now that you mention that, I'm pretty sure I saw people in my high school with things like that as well.
1: Back when Hot Topics sold.
0: (laughs) But I wasn't cool enough to know. I wasn't in the know.
1: Yeah, like I I so desperately wanted to be goth.
0: (laughs) You desperately wanted to be goth and you couldn't achieve it?
1: Yeah. Anybody
0: can achieve goth.
1: Well no, I, at that time, you know, I had a dress code that I had to follow at school. <sighs> what do they know?
0: Just go in there with your face painted and your nails done. done and no one else
1: was like that at the school, so I would have I was already unpopular. I didn't need to add to it. But
0: how cool would you have been if you had gone in there being totally unique in your own person, individualistic
1: and confident.
0: Confident in your face paint and dyed hair.
1: Yeah, no, wouldn't have worked.
0: Fishnet stockings, slightly ripped. <laughs>
1: I would have gotten in trouble because that's a dress code (laughs) violation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. That was part one of Interview with the Vampire. Now, we are going to be lining up part two to be coming out hopefully next week, unless a hurricane should strike my house down. But uh, I I hope you enjoyed part one. Part two is where we're going to get all the resolution, you know? Part one was just opening things up a little bit, giving you a little taste. We're like drug dealers over here. Just trying to give you a little taste of the good stuff, and then the next time, we're going to bite you right on the neck, and we're going to turn you into one of us. You know? A cynic. Is that what we are? Do you think we're cynics? I don't think we are. Well, I mean, I guess the perception is that I am a cynic. I don't think that's true. No. I'm not a cynic, and I don't even think I'm all that critical. I think I'm, uh, I'm here for the ride. I think the perception of me is, uh, is that of someone who is, is just too critical, too gosh darn critical, and I don't think that's true. I think it's unfair of you people to put that on me. Um, in fact, I think your motives are suspect when doing that to me. I think this is a, a calculated attack. Uh, am I being too critical of you? Uh, that's very possible. That's very possible, but this is an isolated incident. This is not something that happens with regularity. Uh, However, this is neither here nor there. The point is, part two is going to be coming up next week. So, just as a reminder, please, for the love of my little heart, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you leave a five-star review there, regardless of what it says, we will read it here on the podcast. And that's a big deal, right? There are a lot of people that have opinions and thoughts, Regardless of how inconsequential, that they just need to be heard by the general populace. And this is the way to do it. This is the way to go about accomplishing these goals. Leave us a five-star review and your thoughts and, and emotions and opinions and uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. As long as you can express it through words on a computer, put it on an Apple podcast review. Five stars for rose-tinted reels. We will read it here on the podcast. Other than that, join us on Facebook. Go uh, like our page, follow it, whatever you do on Facebook. Go to our RTR community face place and, uh, you know, give it a little chat with other fans of the pod. And that's about it. So stay tuned for part two next week. Thanks, guys. (coughs) Bye-bye.